0: Welcome to this edition of the Head-to-Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 130 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about the Atlanta Hawks making huge acquisitions this offseason. We're all talking about the Lakers winning the offseason because they've added Dennis Schroeder, they've added Montrez Harrell, but the other team we seem to be ignoring is the Atlanta Hawks. And they have made some drastic moves to their roster. They signed forward. Danilo Gallinari to a three-year $61 million deal. They've gotten guard Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Sacramento Kings. He was a restricted free agent. They signed him to a four-year $72 million deal to be the perfect backcourt mate to Trey Young. I mean, this was a guy who was rumored to be going to the Milwaukee Bucks in a sign-and-trade, and that move fell through, and now they're the big winners of that acquisition. They signed Rajan Rondo to a two-year, $15 million deal. I mean, this guy is still proving that he can come up big in the postseason. He's coming off of an NBA championship with the LA Lakers. And in an underrated move, they signed backup point guard Chris Dunn to a two-year deal. This is one of the better defensive guards in the league. He's not a good scorer, but he is really good defensively. And all of those acquisitions are to go along with their young core, led, of course, by Trey Young and also include... John Collins, who's a really good big man, Cam Reddish, who is a rookie who's only going to get better, and Clint Capella, one of the best rebounding bigs in the NBA. Oh yeah, a lot of people have forgotten that the Atlanta Hawks were the one who got Clint Capella. This roster looks really good on paper. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work out, but I absolutely love the off-season moves made so far by the Atlanta Hawks. They have Trey Young, they have this special one of a kind player who has unlimited amount of range and can seemingly score the ball at will. This is the best rebuild happening in the NBA right now. This is what most teams should do when they get these young players and that's why it's maddening to watch young players be the best player on some of these teams. You see Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota, they tried to build around him but they didn't do it properly. You've seen Philadelphia fail to build a good enough team around Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid because they're putting all All of the pressure on those two players. You see the same thing happened in Phoenix with Devin Booker. All the pressure is on Devin Booker to shoot the lights out. And the exact same things happening with the Utah Jazz and Donovan Mitchell. Way too much pressure is put on those young players. And the Atlanta Hawks are making it. So not all of the pressure will be on Trey Young. He can score 29 points a game. He did that his second season in the NBA. We all know how good Trey Young is. Now build around him and build a team where he doesn't have to score 30 points a night for you to win a basketball game. Make having Trey Young a luxury and not a necessity, if you know what I mean. Like, have good enough players around him where you are still a quality enough basketball team when he's not shooting the lights out. It's funny when we think back about all those comparisons to Steph Curry, We're like, Trey Young is this Steph Curry. He's got unlimited range. Well, guess what? Steph Curry was never really asked to carry a bad basketball team. He already had Clay Thompson. They had Draymond Green. They went out and made huge acquisitions like in Andre Iguodala. Steph Curry is the best player on the Golden State Warriors, and he was when they were winning championships, but they had other talent around him. So it was special. And again, he was the X factor for them winning championships, but they had a really good basketball team around Steph Curry. I think that's what the Hawks are seemingly building towards, having a really good team around Trey young where he can be that x-factor you're not maybe going to win a ton of games with trey young having to carry the majority of the load but when he has pieces around him like gallinari like bogdanovich he should shine in those games and you're going to see trey young i believe absolutely shine with those pieces around him now you have other ball handlers like a rajon rondo trey young can play more off the ball and shoot the lights out from free why i'm such a fan of this rebuild is But they found their corner piece in Trey Young and they're going to build around him. Yes, I know a lot of people say the Atlanta Hawks should have Luka Doncic right now and maybe they'd be better off for it, but you can't deny the talent that Trey Young has. He scored 23 points his rookie year and 29 points his second year. And now they have those pieces around him. Again, Bogdan Bogdanovich is the perfect backcourt mate for Trey Young. He can maybe become that like Clay Thompson guy. for Trey Young, Steph Curry. Again, that's the best case scenario. And it's probably not going to play out that way. But it is a good counterpoint to think of. They're trying to build their version of that. And then you have Clint Capella again. The Rockets had their best seasons with Clint Capella as their big man. I get that the Rockets tried to play small ball. And a lot of people say Clint Capella is not the perfect big for today's NBA. I think that's stupid. Have a guy who can play defense and get the re- rebounds. And I've always been a fan of Gallinari going back from his days with the Knicks and the Nuggets, and he had a really good season with the Clippers and the OKC Thunder. And again, the only issue with Gallinari is him staying healthy. He's had some issues when it comes to injuries, but it's a really good addition because he can shoot the lights out and he can play the power forward or the small forward position. And then you have John Collins, who might be one of the most underrated bigs, and maybe the Hawks will trade because they don't really need him now that they have Gallinari he might be the guy who goes but this is a guy who can score 19 points a game I just think we've come to this point in the NBA where it's great to have that superstar player and Trey young is that superstar player but I think you can get trapped in that thought of thinking that he can do it all alone and you saw that with Russell Westbrook in the OKC Thunder he was doing everything he was scoring the triple doubles he was winning MVPs we were like man this guy can do it all but then when it came down to postseason time he wasn't able to come through because he didn't have enough talent around him. He was being asked to do too much. You don't want to ask Trey Young to do too much because it does two things. It makes Trey Young not look so very good when they don't make the postseason and you think of him as not the all star caliber player that he is. And the second thing it does is it makes Trey Young want to leave the Atlanta Hawks. These moves will make Trey Young want to sign a long term deal to remain a member of the Atlanta. Atlanta Hawks because even if these moves don't work out he will think to himself well these guys are really trying to make a contending basketball team and that will make you look good when he's making that decision to remain a Hawk and this is a Hawks team that not that long ago won 60 plus games in 2014 and went to the Eastern Conference Finals that team had Al Horford, Paul Millsap, Jeff T, Dennis Schroeder this isn't that long of a rebuild it's the rebuild that I prefer over the Philadelphia. Alpha 76ers. Now, you could argue that the Hawks did tank like the Sixers, but one thing I think that the Hawks are doing way faster than the Sixers is they are identifying the centerpiece to their rebuild and they're building around him. The Sixers got their two players in Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and haven't quite decided who to build upon. They have this back and forth of is it Ben Simmons's team? Is it Joel Embiid's team? They won the lottery and then didn't build around those players properly. And these are all Also moves that will help Trey Young get better because again, all the pressure will not be on him. Maybe he'll be able to shoot more efficiently from free now that he's not asked to do everything. He doesn't have to carry the team. He can be that X factor on a good basketball team instead of the savior of a bad one because that's how you get players to not like the situation they're in. Just look at Anthony Davis wanting to leave the Pelicans. He was asked to do everything and then he wanted a trade, went to the Lakers, and now he doesn't have to do everything, and he's loving his situation. These are what happen time and time again. It doesn't matter that you get the star player like a Trey Young or a Zion Williamson, for example. You have to build upon them, and that's why the Hawks are building upon Trey Young, and that's why the Pelicans are probably going to try to avoid the mistake they made with A.D. Davis and try to build around Zion instead of asking Zion on to do everything. Because when you ask a young player to do everything, I think it blows up in your face nine times out of ten. And for people out there saying that they've overpaid for Danilo Gallinari or Bogdanovich, I would say to those people, this team won 29 games last year and 20 games the year before. They need to make that improvement. They need to start the building process now to becoming a contending baseball team because it will probably be a slow burn. I like these moves, but But I don't see the Hawks going from a 29-win team to a 50-win team. Next year, they should try to get that 500 mark. I think that would be a huge victory for the Atlanta Hawks. They're not building a championship team right now. They're building a consistent franchise that has the opportunity to win every game. They no longer want to be the doormats of the Eastern Conference. And I'll predict this. I think the Atlanta Hawks have a chance to make the postseason next year. I think that door is open, especially with these moves. I think these are some big-time moves. If Gallinari is healthy throughout the whole year, that's a huge addition. Bogdanovic should have better numbers with the Hawks than he had with the Kings. Rondo will have some really good games like he does every year. He won't be consistent all the time, but he'll shine in those big moments. This has been a big time offseason for the Atlanta Hawks. Again, they've had the second best offseason of any team in the NBA, not named the Los Angeles Lakers. That's in my opinion. They've had the second best offseason to the Lakers. They've made all the right moves. But again, that doesn't mean it's going to work out for them, all of these moves. It doesn't mean that they're going to become instant contenders. I said the same thing about the Utah Jazz last year. They brought in Mike Conley. I thought they were going to be a much better team. But those pieces didn't work around them. And Donovan Mitchell still had to carry the majority of the load. But I do like these moves better than the moves of the Utah Jazz made. Because these moves, some of them are younger. Like Bogdanovich and Trey Young have the chance to be a backcourt duo for the next 8-10 to 10 years. Gallinari, yeah, it's just a three-year deal. It's not that big of a risk. And yeah, bringing in a guy like Rondo, it's like there's no risk there. It's probably going to work out for you in some way or fashion. He's been a pretty good role model on some of these younger teams. He was with the Pelicans when they had Cousins and they had Davis, and he did really well there. He was with the Kings when they had DeMarcus Cousins. He was with that young Chicago Bulls team that might have beaten the Celtics in the first round if Rondo had not gotten hurt. I think Rondo has really done well as a mentor veteran player on some of these younger teams. Teams, it's a really good acquisition to get Rajon Rondo, and then Chris Dunn again. He's just a good defender. You're not asking Chris Dunn to be a centerpiece of your organization like he was asked to do on the Bulls or the T-Wolves. He's just a role player, and I think I think he'll do quite well in that role. And you have some trade pieces if you don't want to keep this group together. I mean, Trey Young is really the only untouchable. You could move a John Collins. You could move a Clint Capella if he's no longer in. your future plans. Those are the type moves like this doesn't mean it's the end for the Atlanta Hawks. They have pieces that other teams would want now. Other teams would want a Capella and other teams would surely want a John Collins. You have a great mix of young players and veteran talent. Like those are the type of teams you don't see a lot of anymore in the NBA. It's basically all old guys or all young guys. And sometimes when you do have that mix, it doesn't really work out. Think of that Celtics team when they had Jay and Tatum and Jalen Brown, and they didn't really get along with the veterans like Kyrie Irving or Marcus Morris. Like some of those moves don't work out. This might not work out for the Hawks. Maybe they're not invested enough in their young players. Maybe they brought in too many veterans. I like these moves for the Atlanta Hawks, and I think they will be contending for that eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. And think about how motivated the Atlanta Hawks are going to be. They weren't invited to the NBA bubble because they didn't have a good Enough record. They're going to be hungry to prove that they are an improving basketball team. And they're going to be very, very rested. I expect Trey Young to come out of the gates like an MVP candidate the minute the NBA season starts. And again, with all those pieces around them, I think the Atlanta Hawks could be the surprise team of the regular season. They've got Young, Bogdanovich, Gallinari, Capella, Collins, Rondo on paper. They are are a really talented team. And that doesn't mean that they're going to be a very good team. But if I were going to predict it, I think the Atlanta Hawks will be the a seed. I'm calling it right now. The Atlanta Hawks will make the postseason this upcoming NBA season. And I think that's great for the NBA to watch a proper rebuild because that's what the Hawks are doing. They are doing a proper rebuild, building around a centerpiece and putting talent around him so all the pressure is not on Trey Young. That being said, there is someone on the Hawks that the pressure is on now, and that's Lloyd Pierce. It's always interesting with these coaches that coach these bad basketball teams. Nobody thinks that Lloyd Pierce should have won more basketball games each of the last two seasons. No one thinks Lloyd Pierce has done a bad job, but now he has talent on the roster. You've given him Gallinari. You've given him Capella. You've given him Bogdanovich. Now it's time to see if you can coach a basketball team that actually has some real expectations. That's always interesting when a team goes from zero expectations to some expectations. I mean, nobody's asking Lloyd Pierce to win an NBA championship next year, but again, they have to automatically win more than 29 games and probably more than 35. Again, I don't think the 500 mark is that much to ask for for this Hawks team moving forward. Again, I think it should be mandatory for them to 500 wins because I think there's talent on this roster and if there's no key injuries this Hawks team should be significantly better than a 29 win team. I don't think that's asking too much. It's almost like you're not seeing if only the pieces fit around Trey Young. You're seeing if you have the right coach now in Lloyd Pierce for the long haul. Again anybody could have coached the Hawks when there were zero expectations and nobody was expecting them to win anything. Now that there are ex- expectations. It's time to see if Lloyd Pierce is the longtime Atlanta Hawks coach of the future, if he's the right fit for this organization that's trying to become a contending team in the Eastern Conference. For example, if they go from 29 wins to 32, I think they should move on from Lloyd Pierce. I'm just going to come out and say it now. You've given him the pieces. You at least need to make that jump to like 38 wins for me to be satisfied with your season. You need to make that jump because I've given you the pieces. I've signed two guys to some pretty big contracts. Gallinari got 61 million. Bogdanovich got 72 million. It's time for us to make that drastic step forward and no longer being a laughing stock of the Eastern Conference. We're no longer trying to be part of a rebuild. We're trying to become contenders. The number one thing I love about these moves for the Hawks is that they are building pieces around Trey Young. They're not getting him a young star player to be the co-best player of the Hawks. No, they realize that Trey Young can be the best player on a good basketball team. Too much of the time we think about, oh, we need to get a star to go along with a star. No, get some good quality players around him. Bogdanovich does not view himself as a star player. He's not going to try to take over the Atlanta Hawks. Again, Galinari, a role player. Rondo, a role player. They are building around Trey Young because they know it should be his team they don't need another star player. They have their star. Get, become a quality basketball player with Trey Young as your centerpiece. That's the proper move. I mean, nobody shoots the lights out like Trey Young last year. He was insanely good, and you only had 29 wins to show for it. He wasn't the problem, and they realized that. And when you look throughout the league, when you have two star young players, I don't think it always works out. You have Carl anthony Townsend Andrew. Wiggins. That didn't work out. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Right now, that's not working out. You have your young star player. You don't need another one. Build upon what you have and get role players around him. And that's what the Atlanta Hawks are doing. They are building around Trey Young. He's one of a kind. You're not going to find a better franchise player out there right now. You have your guy. Build around Trey Young. And if it doesn't work out, you can think about it after that. But for now, build around Trey Young and see if you can become a contending basketball team and I believe that you can. I also think it's a huge victory for the Hawks to be able to get multiple pieces instead of paying for one max free agent. Like if their entire offseason was going to be signing Gordon Hayward to that four-year $120 million deal, then I think the Hawks lucked out by avoiding that and instead they were able to get Gallinari, Bogdanovich, Rondo, and Chris Dunn, if two of those free pieces work out, you're in business. Maybe not all of them work out, but you're not relying on that one key free agent. Again, if you had invested it all in Gordon Hayward who had health injuries, then that's not a safe bet. But again, Galinari who does have some health injuries, but you've got Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich might be the key here. Again, he almost went to the Bucks and that trade got Nick's and you ended up getting him. He might end up being the perfect backcourt mate to trade. Young. This has been quite an off season for the Atlanta Hawks. And we're not really talking about that because everyone's talking about the Lakers. And yes, the Lakers might be the team that goes on and wins a second championship. But the team that improves the most, in my estimation, is probably going to be the Atlanta Hawks, because they're gonna go from a twenty nine win team to at least a five hundred win team and make the NBA postseason. And that would be quite an achievement for a team that's won twenty games the year before and 29 games last year. I think the Atlanta Hawks have had the second best offseason in the NBA, and not enough people are talking about that. If the Knicks had this roster, we'd be talking about them like they're contenders, but because of the small town Atlanta Hawks, we're not really invested in them as a basketball team. But mark my words, they are going to make their mark this season in the NBA. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Ed Dead Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday. Day on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, so please rate, review, and subscribe.